0: We are back for the seventh, maybe eighth round selection in this $500, $500 Bulldog draft here with the Spike Week Gang, myself, Eric for Trev, and Silas, and we're just going to jump right into it. So let's go. What is up, everybody? So we are going to be doing our seventh, potentially eighth round selection on this show. Unfortunately, I do have to jump. So what I am going to do is I'm going to give my analysis on this team, and then you're going to listen to Eric, Trev, and Silas make uh, the decisions after I tell them the best course of action. So we're looking at the board right now. Let's run through our team real quick. It's Lamar Jackson, A.J. Brown, Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. So we started with this um, Philadelphia and San Francisco stack. We grabbed Lamar Jackson. And as we look at the board, it's looking like Rashad Bateman got selected. Is that correct? So that is quite unfortunate. So personally, for me, as we look at the board, we're seeing like Brandon Cooks, Elijah Moore, Zay Flowers, Michael Thomas. On board for the wide receivers, but we also see Cam Akers, Dalvin Cook, which no one wants, Rashad White, James Connor, who is actually dead, and David Montgomery on the board as well. And I'm just going to give you guys my my perspective on this, and then I'm going to let you guys talk amongst yourself. I think it's very clear that we should probably draft Steve Flowers here and then hit a running back on the way back. Personally, I like Cam Akers. I think there's a heavy chance that he comes back based on the guy behind us going 1-3-1-1 to start the draft. So we might be able to get Cam Akers. And if we don't get Cam Akers, I do like Rashad White. Um, That's where I would personally be going with these two picks. But I am going to be interested, just like our audience, to hear what we actually end up doing. So without further ado, I bid you guys good night and goodbye.
1: I hate that I agree with Rob, but I totally agree. I feel particularly given what he said and what we all know, and anyone that's watched the first few installments of this, of what our friend Braden, who is drafting at the turn behind us, has done with a one one start that he's likely craving, craving, <laughs> craving wide receivers here, and we are definitely at a steep drop-off at wide receiver. And in particular, there's one that we really, really want and really, really need. So I don't think that there's any like there's there's air quotes value in Cam Akers, but I would rather lose Cam Akers than lose Zay Flowers um on this team. So at least in the the first pick it feels pretty straightforward to me, but I'm open to hearing if, if either of you guys disagree.
2: No, that's exactly like right when I saw the draft board. I just said Bateman's gone. Well, we will go Zay Flowers and we we if Cam we have Cam Akers and White on the board. If this guy goes five running backs in the first eight rounds, you know, maybe he'll just be paying the rake, but that's the worst case scenario. And then we're, okay, we'll just take Brandon Cooks and keep stacking wide receivers, but I don't think he's taking a running back. So I think if we grab Flowers here, we probably get Acres on the way back and –
1: Which is a a pretty sick start. I think we all probably were praying Bateman would somehow get there. But even if he doesn't, you get the stack and then Cam Akers as like an anchor running back in the eighth round on a zero RB team with an elite quarterback and an elite tight end in this tournament seems pretty good. Silas, uh, what do you think?
3: Yeah, no, I think we're all in in lockstep here. I think the the easy pick is Zay Flowers just because he matches up with Lamar. Um, And then, you know, we get our choice of a running back coming back. Um, You know, even if he does grab another running back, like I don't think up to Javante, I could say all of those guys are pretty much in a similar tier. You can kind of poke holes in all of them, but you could see a case where they can be RB1s. Um, so I, you know, I, I really don't care which one gets back to us. I, I mean, I'd prefer Acres, but if Acres does get taken, this guy takes four running backs in his first what seven, eight picks, um, and is done in there. Like, I'm fine with it. I totally like he he's the the way he's been drafting. Like, this is a hundred percent Brandon Cooks, Michael Thomas, like, <laughs> <laughs> back, right? Yep. Yep.
1: <laughs> I totally agree. So I think we, all four of us are. This was the the cleanest. Uh I guess AJ Brown was pretty smooth in the the first round, but this one was about the smoothest pick. I think we're on board with Zay Flowers, but we should talk really quickly because if Brayden doesn't pick, um, you know, we're we're we may end up just kind of auto drafting that second guy. We don't know if we'll be around we're at this, for anyone listening, we're at this weird kind of we're all in different time zones, first of all, which is kind of funny. And then uh we're we're gonna if Braden doesn't pick, we may not be around to uh discuss our second pick before we go. So we're going to talk really quickly about kind of setting a cue here of the running backs that might come back to us after this seven 11 oh. pick. So um, I think we're all in agreement, including Rob that cam acres, you-, you, can, you can take Zay, you can yeah. Take yeah. putting it in.
3: Yeah.
1: yeah. And uh, we'll talk about the running backs. And um, if we talk for a few minutes and he doesn't make a selection, we'll just let the queue queue ride. But I think we're all in agreement and I'll let you guys uh, so I don't speak for you that Cam Akers is the number one. I'm actually very high on Cam Akers um, this year, especially at this cost Um, last year going much, much, much higher than this. And I know that the first half was not amazing for him. And frankly, he was away from the team and there was a lots of chaos, but even when the Rams were so terrible down the stretch, I mean, he was one of the best running backs in fantasy with Baker Mayfield and no Cooper Cup and Ben Skaronic out there as a as a wide receiver. And now with Stafford back and Cup back, and they, you know, they all they did was bring in a late round Zach Evans. I, I kind of think that Akers Price is wrong, um, to be totally honest, uh, in terms of where he racks and stacks with the other running backs. So to me, he's the clear number one out of this group. Um, Rob mentioned I, I'm really not interested in Dalvin, but I would be willing to listen if you guys disagree. Rob mentioned Rashad White. I, I do want to throw David Montgomery in the mix with uh, Rashad White as well. Clearly, I'm not some big David Montgomery stan in terms of his talent or whatever. But if we're comparing the Bucks' offense to the Lions offense, I think we're assuming a lot about Rashad White's role, and I get it. I expect him to kind of catch a bunch of passes and be the lead there. But I'm not sure he proved much in terms of uh, we should trust that he's just going to be this workhorse all year. We're, we're all a little bit down uh, as an industry on the Bucks' offense with Baker or, God forbid, Kyle Trask out there instead of Tom Brady. Whereas David Montgomery steps into this Jamal Williams role, except he's a, quite a bit better than Jamal Williams. He's proven he can be kind of a workhorse and catch passes. We know he's going to get goal line work in a good offense. And so he he's also a very cozy pick for me in this range as that first running back on a zero running back team. Um, so I'm interested in what you guys have to think about how we kind of rank these running backs.
2: Yeah, I think this whole these are just the dead zone guys who finally got pushed down to like the right range of the draft, and it's, it's I think it's perfect for our build because these are all guys where okay we can project volume early in the season. James Conner, David Montgomery, like I don't think they're good; they're just a guy. But uh, there's Michael Thomas, of course. <laughs> um, <laughs> but yeah, I think Acres and White. <laughs>
1: Sorry, Braden. Brayden, if you're listening, I apologize, but that was too good. <laughs> Go ahead,
2: Trev. Acres and white Oh my god. Oh Thielen. my god.
1: Adam Thielen,
2: eight oh one. I don't have any analysis anymore, actually.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man. Well this this video turned from a really thoughtful strategy to <laughs> I'm 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 pretty stunned. Um, wow. Yeah. I, honestly. Uh, we joke about like Michael Thomas, the Michael Thomas, Brandon cooks thing. But like, if he did that there, I think it's, it's like, you know, it is what it is. I don't really like either of those guys. I really don't like Michael Thomas, but like structurally take the best wide receivers on the board. If we're all wrong about Michael Thomas and he's old Michael Thomas, clearly he fits this build. You know what I mean? But uh, the reach on Thielen is, is pretty crazy. But uh, Trevor Silas, do you guys want to, bring up any of these other running backs or or trev you want to finish 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 your point because it was very very true
2: this is a great seven eight turn in 2019 um but yeah i think acres they had the he left the team for a while and he came back there was beef and they decided okay we'll cut darrell henderson so i think they like acres for whatever he is after his injury. I, I mean, he showed out at the end of the season, so I think he's the obvious pick, and I think the the Rams are going to bounce back this season. They lost like 10 O-linemen last year. Like, that's just not going to happen. So I'm, I'm all for acres here, but if someone's all in on white, I'd hear the argument. What do you
3: think, Salas? Yeah, I, I wasn't re- – I mean, I like Rashad White. I think he has a, a good projectable volume, and, you know, we're going to say projectable volume, but that offense could be really bad. He does catch a lot of passes, which is interesting. Um, the only other running back I was probably going to bring up was actually not David Montgomery, even though he has that, you know, RB1 upside case, is James Conner, um, just because we know he's going to be on the field but 90% of the time if healthy. Um, the key word is if healthy there. Um, You know, that offense is going to be bad, but he does catch passes. He's used all over the field. They were terrible last year, and the man was, what, RB8 down the stretch? Like, Mm -hmm. he was unreal. Um, And he does correlate to both uh, A.J. Brown and Vonta Smith, so it it, kind of plays into that Week 17. And even in Week 15, he plays uh, San Francisco, so he kind of piggybacks on our playoff weeks. Um, I think Akers is the better pick, like in a vacuum, but um, you know, does it make more sense to get correlated? Uh, I could go either way.
1: I think I that that's a agree, spot on, nailed it, hundred percent. No notes. I guess the question is: before we make this pick, is do you have Acres like quite a bit ahead of of Connor? And for me, I do. But I'm, again, I'm willing. I'm willing to listen. If you guys think that they're very close, and if they're very close, that correlation can be be the tiebreaker. It's just for me, I have Acres quite a bit ahead of Connor.
2: Yeah, I mean, for me, he's four years younger, and I just think they have a better offense in general. I don't even know who's playing quarterback for the Cardinals. So, like, you'll get Cole the Colt McCoy, champions.
1: baby. Colt oh, McCoy season.
2: I thought they had a six-round rookie somewhere in there. I don't know. I haven't yeah,
1: uh, Clayton Toon, so, right? Clayton Toon,
2: yeah, that's the guy. Um, <laughs> God. But just in general, I think better offense just gives Akers more chances for spike weeks. And I think unless Tutu's stealing his routes or something, I think he could actually gets a decent amount of targets in the offense too because their defense is something else other than Aaron Donald.
3: Yeah, I, I think Akers is definitely ahead of James Conner. Um, that, that correlation piece makes it a little bit closer, but I, I do think Cam Akers has way more outs to being useful. Um, I think there's a lot less injury risk with Cam Akers, and I know that really doesn't mean anything because we're in the middle of June and anything can happen in the next, you know, two and a half months. Um, uh, the only I guess right, I'm I'm pretty sold on Akers. I think he's the obvious pick. I will just throw this out there do we think it's overblown that Javante Williams is significantly hurt? Because he, uh, possibly because yeah.
2: similar... <laughs>
3: he's in that similar, you know, kind of range where he was going in the second round last year, that offense is going to be, or should at least rebound. Sean Payton loves to throw to running backs. Javante can play all, every down if needed. I know they brought in Peter Ryan, which again is probably more of a negative and is pointing to why Cam Akers is the pick. Um, but figured might as well have that conversation.
1: What do you think, Trev? How, how are you? How let let le, we should just like quickly I don't want to gloss over I, I think that's the group, right? Acres, we're not talking about Dalvin. Acres Acres is very clearly our one, but just to make sure we're dotting our I's and crossing our T's, we talked about Rashad. James Conner, of course, uh makes sense and has some correlation. We talked about David Montgomery. And Javante does have like like Silas said, if If the injury is not maybe as big of a deal as we're assuming, and look, we all think it is everybody in the whole, that's why he's going where he's going is because the whole market is assuming that this injury is a very big deal. And it probably is, but if it isn't, this guy was going higher than all these guys last year. Uh, Now has Sean Payton has a hall of fame quarterback who sucked last year, but maybe showed some signs of life. I don't know. There's reason there there are reasons to believe that Javante could be in the discussion. It's just you really do have to have to squint. But Trev, how are you thinking about Javante?
2: Yeah, I had like twenty five percent Javante last year. I love him as a player. Um, I think there's a chance he could actually fall back. I've seen him in some rooms. He'll start to fall. Um, That's true. But I just think for our first running back, I hate to be the we should play it safe. But there is a chance, you know, if Javante's even limited for the first eight weeks or something. That means our first running back we're actually getting is at the nine, 10 turn. And that starts to be a little concerning. So that's how I feel. I wouldn't be completely against it, but I just think there's a chance he falls back while acres and Connor and Montgomery, there's no way they get back to us. I also I think, think it's
3: just a great point. Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. As you said, I think that's a great point. Like we've already been talking about it. Like, with this only being a 432 person contest don't get too cute (laughs) like don't screw it up like we we know what acres is probably going to be we know he's going to at least play javante could be put on pup with if if his injury kind of progresses so just don't screw it up like play play it safe here yep it's the it's
1: in in bbm if we were drafting a bbm team or a DraftKings kings millie maybe we say look we've got a really and i, I don't think that acres is not swinging for a home run i think he can be a home run but like let's say he that guy took acres and we were deciding between these other guys we might say let's swing for this home run with javante because we just got it we like we we singles aren't helping this team we want the home run in this tournament like we don't really need that. We, we don't really. This struck, especially with this structure, dude. We have Lamar, AJ Brown, Devonta Smith, Terry McLaurin, Brandon Ayuk, Zay Flowers, and George Kittle. Where this that is what is winning this thing for us. Let's stockpile some good running back bets without taking the unnecessary risk of someone like. And, and frankly, James Connor could we could construe him as a, an unnecessary risk, even though he has the correlation because of what you guys said. A little older. Like you said, I, I don't like to do the injury thing, but like, come on, we, we can also be, be realistic about James Conner and his and his uh injury history. And the other thing about like you said, don't screw it up. The, they just gifted us Cam Akers a, like a round pass ADP. It wasn't like, you know, like Javante's a little bit of a reach if we were having that discussion. The, the room gave us this. So like this is one of those. Every other pick, I guess the room gave us AJ Brown. And kind of every other pick thereafter was honestly a bit. Why were some of those videos like over an hour long? So those were hard choices, man. Those were like really hard strategic choices. And I'm happy with what we did. But we really had to put the freaking thinking cap on and figure those ones out. This turn, obviously, Zay made a ton of sense. And now they just gave us cam makers. I think this is the one where we don't got to put that thinking cap on too hard. We want to make sure we're doing our due diligence. But the room gave us this one. Let's just fucking take it and run.
2: Absolutely. Yeah. I'm with you on that one.
1: All right. So we're going to make that pick here with, with cam makers. That's going to do it for the seven, eight turn, an actual short one of these. What the hell just happened? We, I, we've, we've stockpiled hours of footage here on this. And we got this one done in less, in less than 20 minutes, really quick for the audio listeners. Uh, I know I just ran it off, but to start through eight picks, we were drafting a zero running back team. And we started with AJ Brown and Devonta Smith. We came back around at the 3-4 turn and took Lamar Jackson and Terry McLaurin. 5-6 turn, little Brandon Ayuk, a San Francisco secondary stack, maybe a a full-out stack later. We'll see about that with Brandon Ayuk and George Kittle. And then, honestly, I don't know if we got lucky, but it feels like we got lucky to be able to close out a Lamar stack with Zay Flowers, and then we got Cam Akers around after adp so we've started this zero running back team with cam makers and a really really loaded rest of the lineup so i'm pretty excited about this one we will be back in a couple days uh it generally uh you know two or three days um three max i guess i would say with rounds nine and ten of this bulldog 500 draft here on underdog fantasy
0: those were some spicy takes want to stay up to date with all of the other spicy takes we're gonna have over here at spike week why don't you press that subscribe button below you turn notifications on we draft a team boom you know about it we have another spicy take boom you know about it you can be there you can draft with us you want to stay up to date that's how you do it all right we'll catch you later next time here at spike week